Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Manny Talks. My name is Manny De La Cruz, and I am thankful that you have made yourself available for this conversation. Uh, you should be proud of yourself, unlike many other folks uh, that aren't doing anything to uh, change your situation. You have chosen to stop by, spend some time, listen to this content, because uh, maybe you are either interested in the topic or you saw and you said, hey, maybe I should... Uh, listen to this because I think I could gain something from it. So you should be proud of yourself. And I'm thankful that you chose me as one of those uh, options. Um, this podcast is made with you, the uh, STEM professional in mind and professional student or professional early career or professional mid-level. That is who I am speaking to because those are areas that I have experience in. Those are people that I have been myself and people that I've been helping uh, navigate this thing we call a STEM career. This comes from a place of passion. I have been doing minority recruiting for over eight years in a corporate environment, uh, but I've also done a large amount of what I'll just call community service, working with different student organizations uh, that, uh, of course, have I've met and, and been able to work through because of my recruiting through the through the company that I work for, but uh, have expanded it uh, and, and just made it community service in, in, in general. Again, thank you very much for making yourself available. Follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, just search Manny Talks. Uh, same thing on Instagram where you can see additional content or just things in uh, that are topics or pieces, bits and pieces of this podcast. Just a different way for us to connect, for you to get information and ultimately work through this thing, as I've said, uh, through this thing we call a STEM career. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your consideration. And I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I enjoyed making it. Welcome to another episode of Manny Talks. This is, as always, Manny, and I'm glad that you made yourself available for this conversation. Guys, it's December. Guys, gals, it's December. And what a way to kick off uh, December, especially for us here there in Texas, the first uh, couple of days of December. Actually, I think the first. Uh, so the first was back on Monday. Uh, I'm sorry, on Tuesday. Here it is on the um, the third today when I'm recording. So on Tuesday, the first, already three days into December. It's practically over especially that the rate and pace of 2020 has been going. But uh, look, we started off with the frosty uh, morning. So to me, it was nice to start December this way. And like many of you are probably out there, I can't help but think, thank God, 2020 is almost over. This has certainly been one for the books. And uh, it's not over. I'm not going to pretend and sit here and think and kid myself and think that, hey, everything's going to be okay. That uh, come midnight on the 31st, uh, uh, you know, during New Year's Eve as we're all virtually probably watching the ball drop, that we're all going to turn into pumpkins and things are going to be okay. I'm not uh, uh, that naive. I know this is going to continue into 2021, but man, it's going to be nice to kind of at least have one full year of this uh, craziness uh, behind us. Um, I have certainly struggled uh, in my own way, and I've shared that in, in in some way, shape, or form in some of the last few episodes. And you may have noticed that, hey, the 
the frequency of the episodes has gone down and I've been more than honest and transparent with you guys. It, that has everything to do with availability of time, availability of uh, a priority, right? So covering the base at work has certainly been extremely interesting uh, this year and managing that with home stuff and adjusting and uh, it, it has certainly taken its toll by means of this project. I am though thankful that I was still even in this recruiting season, this modified recruiting season, and as some of you already know, the company I work for had a, had a very um, different recruiting season this year, to say the least. But I'm so thankful, though, that I was still able to participate in the SHIP National Convention. And well, even earlier than that, in NILA this year, I was able to participate in the SHIP National Convention. So very happy to have been able to still foster and work that relationship with the company I work for and with SHIP, and more importantly, got uh, the opportunity to be in front of students. So I was able to present at both events and kind of just share. It, uh, it was all about information. How do I get out there and and how can we as a team, uh, as a recruiting team, if we're not here for recruiting, how can we still pay it forward? How can we still provide a service and add value? And it really came down to education. And some of that was during NILA, hey, sitting there and saying, hey, this is what uh, happened during uh, the the economic collapse. This is what it means to oil and gas and petrochemical. And this is what it's meant to some of us. And look, and if you're out there and you want to kind of revisit that discussion, it is still available on the SHIP National website. Uh, I'm sorry, on the SHIP National YouTube page. And so you can go to the SHIP National YouTube page and I'll make sure and include a link uh, during this episode. But you can go out there, listen to that conversation and um, hear the stories very early in the year and how some professionals kind of adjusted and so on. So that was great to do that. And then fast forward, did a uh, another presentation that I was able to participate in during the SHIP National Convention, which is a different take on the same type of a subject, hey, what had happened, but then really being honest about the latest and greatest maybe since, uh, since NILA. And by that point, we were already talking about... Uh, um, the effects that this was going to have directly for where I work and 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 headcount and how I was dealing with that and what it meant to me and but overall gave a gave an idea of uh, why I still love the industry that I'm in why I still think that it's uh, going to be okay and why I'm very optimistic about what's to come but again more than anything I I, I kind of uh, was reflecting and thinking about, I'm so grateful that I was able to participate in both of those events. And through those, though, the I was still able to, uh, you know, work with students. So thank you to the SHIP, uh, the Houston Community College, uh, June and, and that uh, leadership team have been awesome to include me in stuff. So I was able to do uh, some presentations for them. And then I was able to work on the uh, some pre-conference stuff. I'll just call it like that. We had a pre-conference boot camp that we did as part of Region 5 uh, where I was able to uh, interact with students and then just kind of share advice ahead of the national convention. And I'm so excited about actually being able to do work with the uh, University of Houston and 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 solidify that relationship that uh, that we have uh, through work and through our uh, goal, our affinity group through work, and that uh, UH uh, ship team. Very excited about having done the presentation, but what we're going to do in the spring. So more to come there. I'm very thankful to um, all of those that supported me through that and have been supporting me um, in my work 
with students um, in the for, for the last eight years. I've really been doing it for the last eight years. And then here it all came to the head. And I was very thankful and humbled to have received the uh, Professional Role Model Award for, for Region 5. And so that's something that, I, that I'm very uh, proud of having, uh, having had. I certainly shared it at work uh, and, and that accomplishment and very, very, very good stuff. The latest thing that I was able to participate was in the STEM Media STEM Success Summit. So look, if you have not heard of STEM Media, you need to start familiarizing yourself with them. It's a great organization led by Dr. Nehemiah and a, a fantastic team of dedicated people. Uh, last year, before we were even thinking that virtual conferences were going to be a thing, that uh, team was out putting together the STEM Success Summit. I remember being at work and 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 being part of uh, not 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 as a speaker or anything like that, but just participating, uh, listening to some of the speakers, interacting in the Slack channel, and just thinking, man, they're really onto something with this. And then it was awesome to see that. Uh, fast forward to 2020 when they started talking about the second annual one. Um, I was uh, able to contact Dr. Nehemiah and say, hey, put me in, coach. Like, tell me where I can help you. And I was fortunate enough this year to do a presentation during the STEM Success Summit uh, on uh, self-advocating. And look, I started to share uh, in LinkedIn a couple of tips. I started off with a uh, self-advocacy model that I presented during the STEM Media Success Summit. And I started to break down the uh, some of those tips. And it's been a week. I looked at my postings tonight. Look, it has been a week. But uh, since I started those and I kind of started off with the started off with the first part of the model which is about uh, having knowledge of self and and so anywho so I'm uh, I'm going to continue on that so be on the lookout if you haven't already connected with me on LinkedIn make sure and do so I want to fully develop that self-advocacy tips right tips of the day or put it in in different postings and kind of share that I certainly want to do uh, maybe a podcast episode. I still haven't decided if I just want to do it solo and kind of repeat a bit of the presentation, but more for a podcast format because I did do it in a presentation format. So, uh, you know, when you have the PowerPoint slides and you're re referencing the slides, it's quite different than when you're going to be doing it in a uh, podcast here where I don't have PowerPoint and I have to think through that and present appropriately. So um, it was a great presentation. I certainly enjoyed putting it together. It certainly helped put some structure to this whole term called uh, self-advocacy and what that means. And the title of that presentation was self-advocacy beyond career progression. Uh, if you are, if you did participate in that STEM media summit, if you were part of that uh, workshop and you asked some questions and interacted, thank you for that. You connected with me on LinkedIn. I look forward to continuing to connect with you and expanding on that topic. If you have any uh, further questions on that. So Kind of went off on a tangent a bit, but I was more starting off from, uh, hey, look, here towards the tail end, some of the podcast stuff is kind of taking a back seat, but that doesn't mean that I've stopped my involvement or that I stopped having that passion for uh, helping minorities, students, and professionals navigate STEM and, and help them fill the gaps. I, I don't know how else to say it, fill gaps in this journey that we call a STEM career. And those, those gaps can come in many shapes, in many ways, in many shapes and forms. And so one of my passions is connecting with you through content, through LinkedIn, through Instagram, through this podcast, through, through messaging to help you make sense of the STEM career. 
and you've been gracious enough to allow me into your uh, into your ears, into your thoughts for now. We're going on two years, guys. This is going to be, we're wrapping up season two, and I just do my seasons in, in a yearly calendar. So I will say my first year uh, was a short year. I think I'm still shy of officially being in two years, but we're going to call this two years. It's going to make the math easier. So we're coming up, wrapping up our second year of the Many Talks podcast. It's been incredible. I think uh, I've had some great uh, opportunity to interview some friends and some new connections and share their stories. So I'm definitely looking forward to continuing this project uh, into 2021. And it's always, it's going to be a combination of interviews. It's going to be a combination of uh, some solo topics but uh, it comes from a place of passion, and that's all I can, I can say and I can offer. I'm not a Joe Rogan. <laughs> I'm not trying to be. Uh, I certainly enjoy doing this uh, and certainly enjoy the recording and the editing and, and mixing and, and putting all that together and thinking through artwork, like all that scratches that creative itch. But I'm not. I'm a one-man show. I'm not uh, sitting here trying to... Uh, uh, monetize this. This is, I have my full-time job, but it, that doesn't mean that I don't have the passion for it and that I don't uh, give it the attention it deserves when I am working on it. Um, I have thought, sure, hey, if I ever, people ask me, you know, have I ever thought about monetizing and so on? Sure, I have, but not for me. I think uh, if you were to ask me what, in what sh- way, shape, or form I would want to monetize this, it would be a directly into scholarship. If I was ever in a position to where uh, I would be getting uh, any kind of payments or any kind of uh, ad revenue or anything like that. We're not even close to that, but just kind of, you know, pretending and imagining for a second. My hope would be that uh, I would, well, now I hope, my dream, my vision would be that this would be my uh, community service in a sense, right? My uh, active giving and that it, I, I would keep it true. I would want to keep it true to where this turned into some direct scholarship because I know funds for students are important, uh, especially with uh, college becoming a business. Uh, that's a completely other topic, I guess. But you know, with the cost of an education being what it is, and uh, nowadays knowing that even with folks with low income that aren't guaranteed a free ride, right? Government assistance isn't at a hundred percent. But uh, so so people can use it, even if it's a few hundred dollars here and there. So anyways, I digress. But I guess if I when I have thought about monetizing this or turning this into uh, some revenue, something that generated revenue, it would be with that in mind, with the idea of of promoting scholarship and giving uh, for the continued promotion of minorities into um, STEM so having said that, if you wanted to throw a check my way for a speaking gig, no, I'm just kidding. We're just going to leave that alone. But uh, it would go to scholarship, I'm just saying. So this feels like an update. I mean, I kind of jumped on and started and said, hey, let me record. Yes, I do intend this probably to be the last episode for season two right here for 2020. Uh, I just kind of wanted to give a bit of a status update, but also say thank you to all those guests that came on. Uh, and that uh, shared their stories. And to all of you faithful listeners, it was great to see. Look, that was another thing here at the end of the year. Spotify does those, uh, what is it? I forget what they call it, right? But where they kind of bundle up your listening and they kind of put a little uh, uh, reel that kind of talks about what your listening habits were. And it was it was great to see some folks tagging me that I actually made their top five uh, when it came to podcasts. So thank you for that. 
uh, it's uh, it's humbling, and I'm I'm glad to see that you're getting some benefit out of these conversations because uh, I love doing them, and I do it, and I do them for you. So seeing that you're the that the faithful three or four of you that are out there listening, <laughs> I am thankful for you, and and as long as it is you three and four that are listening, I'm going to continue to do this uh, uh, as long as you allow me to or want me to. So continue giving me the feedback, continue interacting, and. Uh, we'll keep this uh, show going for sure. Um, I did want to talk about a topic, though, right? Before I jumped on, it wasn't just going to be for a recap, but I kind of wanted to throw out there this idea or to kind of revisit and maybe start a conversation and maybe we'll continue this in, 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 in into some more episodes or when I get some guests. But here with everything that's been happening in 2020, and this really was around work. At work, I started hearing the term you know, well, let me back up in corporate, you know, once you get get out there in the real world, and once you start working, there's going to be some corporate speak, right? As, as you're learning and developing in your business acumen and figuring out how the big wheel turns and how markets interact and how business works and how actual engineers and scientists are out there doing work and putting things together, you start to know that there's some uh, lingo that's out there. And sometimes companies will have their own missions and visions and, and their, their jargon and acronyms and so on, but you start to hear a few uh, words, right? A few words that are out there and sometimes they get a negative connotation. Sometimes you'll hear folks like, oh, that's the buzzword of the week, right? Like they kind of, uh, dis- it can be a bit dismissive in, into some of these um, terms and, and, and buzzwords, let's call them. So one of those terms that I've really kind of have heard surface more now than I ever have in my entire career has been this word of resilience. And it was always part, in some way, shape, or form, part of the leadership framework for ExxonMobil. It was always in embedded in supervisor training, but now more than ever, it's 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 started to surface as a topic, as a as a word, as a understanding what resilience means. And and I've seen it a lot used in talking about the wins within the company. So one thing that I love that we do in a frequent basis is we try to have good news, right? And we try to really pause and think about uh, what g- great things have happened despite everything that's going on. And so I have heard the term resilience be used as a collective, right? The teams have been resilient and teams, you know, went above and beyond and showed resiliency. And so it really got me thinking like, hey, can I uh, on my own, do I understand and do I know what my resilience narrative is? Do I even know what the term resilience means? And do can I even tell you in what ways and shapes and forms I've contributed uh, to the resiliency that it took for my team or teams that I'm part of to uh, succeed? So it kind of just kind of, it just has me thinking and I don't have this idea fully developed and I don't have a whole lot of insight other than to, to do what I always do, which is to kind of start thinking about certain terms from a very basic standpoint and seeing what the definition of these terms are, right? I always kind of do this with anything. I did this when I talked about self-advocacy or when I talk about, you know, you know, communication skills, I always start just with a basic definition. What is the ideal definition of any term? And so when we look at resilience, and resilience by definition is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. It has the word toughness in there, the ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape, its elasticity. 
And so this is like, okay, so is this a story of adaptability? Is this a story of being flexible, pliable, you know, plastic, elastic, formable, right? So, and so one thing that it kind of, and I guess maybe in some way, shape, or form, it's bits and pieces of all of that, but it really does go boil down to having a clear understanding of uh, and an honest conversation with yourself and realizing whether or not you truly have been resilient. And so what am I trying to get at here? So again, so, so just to, here we are at the end of 2020. It's been a hell of a year. We're about to get into January. And one thing that always happens or typically happens in 2020 is, is this idea of New Year's resolutions. And I think more than ever, I think 2021 is going to be a more, couldn't be a more perfect year for taking a, an additional stab, right, at doing some resolutions. And so, but before I even got to that, and I'll be honest with you myself, and you can go back and check me, I did an episode on new, on resolutions early this year, and I'll be honest, I, I failed on most of mine this year. I think stuff that I've had, uh, stuff with the show and stuff with, uh, I think the work stuff's always kind of been steady, but health goes, I am, I am a complete mess when it comes to things with health. That is one of my biggest areas of struggle. And so in any event, um, I failed and I started thinking about New Year's resolutions, but I've also been able, I've been wanting to really focus and force myself to be able to answer the question. First and foremost, have I risen above 2020 yet? Have I been resilient enough to start to pivot, to move forward, or am I still living in 2020? Am I still sulking? Am I still distressed? Am I, have I still not adapted? Am I still, you know, am I watching others surpass? Am I being comfortable in being part of the team that's being called resilient, but not be really being resilient myself? And, and those are the kind of questions that I'm asking myself. And that's really what I'm trying to get to here is I would challenge you that before you get anywhere near trying to uh, make New Year's resolutions or just moving forward, you got to pause and be able to tell your look in the mirror and say, yes, I have been resilient about what's happened so far. And if you haven't, let's work through it, right? Get with somebody, get some help, start working through that, have that uh, discussion and start breaking that apart so that you are able to communicate and verbalize your resilience narrative, as I'll call it. So again, this is something that's on my mind, right? I, I don't, uh, I haven't uh, fully developed even like how I would go around navigating a resilience discussion with somebody. I have some resources and stuff that I started to research, but I haven't put it together. But I think instead of just sitting here for an hour and having a lecture on resilience, I kind of want to, I think it's going to be an ongoing topic with some guests as I go into 21 uh, to really try and, uh, especially early in the year, maybe some of the first few that I do, uh, to kind of tackle that, uh, to, to, to make sure that we're able to say that we have pivoted before we even start talking about changing things. Uh, and and why, why, maybe one last thing, why do I think it's important to be able to say we've gotten over something before you can create something new? Because if it goes back to small changes, right, being able to progress and advance is going to take small changes. And if you try to change everything at once, uh, more than likely, I can tell you, I've done it myself. This is why I fell repeatedly in, in my health goals because I try and change too much too fast out of frustration. And, and it's just a, it's just a, um, 
what's the word I'm trying to look at? It's itself, uh, <laughs> it's cor- very corrosive and there's probably better words than that. But uh, yeah, because it's just, it's, just it's just an endless circle, right? Like I take on too much, it doesn't turn out, then I'm mad about that. So I dig myself deeper and then I'm left in the same place, right? So I can tell you like for one thing that I absolutely know, I have not been resilient when it comes to uh, my health, my weight loss and, and things of that nature. I have certainly been above and beyond resilient when it comes to work, when it comes to career progression, when it comes to um, still committing to helping and advocating for STEM progression of minorities, like all that, I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that I've gone 100. Uh, I've certainly been resilient when it comes to my hobbies and making sure that I'm still doing things for myself that aren't, uh, that are separate of my, of my wife and my kids that are a bit working on myself for, for, for my own entertainment and things of that nature, my own sanity. Yes, I've done that. So, so, so those are areas that I know that I, that I can speak clearly, but then there is this whole element of, of knowing that I have limits when it comes to health. So again, before I tackle and say, I'm here we go again. All right, we're going to do it. We're going to start this diet. We're going to go to the gym. Like I really have, I'm forcing myself to still work and progress through, Hey, have I really, am I really ready for that? Um, and just kind of taking a different approach. And it really stems from having to, 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 as I've thought about my version of what it means and what that exercise means for me, but even taking a step further back and saying, hey, there's probably folks out there that uh, maybe have not gotten over 2020, but have quietly gotten through because of their teams, because of their family, because of their you know, they're bored at their, at their uh, school organization because they are part of a, because of school, because, hey, there's just tests, tests are still being done, quizzes are still being done, projects are still being done, grades are still progressing. So it's easy not to deal with things when you're seemingly moving forward, but it's really uh, can be subtle that you're just still standing still and you haven't made advancement. So I digress for now. Resiliency is definitely something that I would challenge you to think about, and we're going to explore that more in the coming uh, in the coming year. So I'll leave it with that, guys. Thank you again very much for for an awesome uh, so being awesome and being supportive and interacting and and uh, and challenging me and 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 for those guests and those folks that have commented and reached out to those guests. It, it's beautiful to see some of those connections happened and. Uh, it gets me excited. It pumps me up, and I, I look forward to continuing to 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 do this and to have those conversations. And as always, I hope that you enjoy those conversations as much as I enjoy having them and making them and making them available to you. Uh, happy holidays. Have a have a moment of pause. Uh, get back to the basics. Get to your family. Happy New Year. And I look forward to continuing this journey.